Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about cruising to help you decide if a cruise is the right type of vacation for you and what to expect on a cruise. So we understand that the timing of this might seem a little bit odd if you're listening to it when it comes out, being that we are in a pandemic, Um, but maybe you are planning a cruise or hoping to cruise in 2021 and beyond, or you have a cruise credit like me that you have to use. (laughs) We hope this info will be helpful as you plan or dream. So first, I thought we'd chat about our cruising history. What do you got, Megan? So I've only been on one cruise, and it was late April and early um, May-ish of 2011. So it's been a hot minute since since I've been on a cruise. But I went with my mom, one of my nieces, and some family friends. And our ship was the Carnival Valor. It was huge. And we left at the Port of Miami. Flew in same day, so we didn't sort of do day before, stay overnight. So Um, not the way I love to travel on the edge of my seat there, but it worked out just fine. Um, a cruise hadn't really been something that I was wanting or hoping to do in terms of sort of bucket list travel, but the opportunity came up and I love to travel, of course. So I took it during that vacation. Our stops were Grand Cayman, Isla de Roatan, which is off the coast of Honduras, which has unfortunately just recently been hit by a hurricane. So if you can do anything to help out the country of Honduras, that would be amazing. Uh, Belize and also Cozumel, Mexico. Uh, We had a cabin with a balcony, which was really nice. Uh, It was great to read out there and watching as we came into the different ports and we went for a full week. It was, it was really enjoyable and a nice time with my mom. Nice. I uh, also went with, I went with my mom. So it was me and my husband and my mom and my mom's husband, my stepdad. So that was my first cruise. We went in January of 2019. Um, I wasn't sure also if I was really going to like cruising, but we had a really, really good time. We just did a three-night cruise. We also left out of Miami, and we went to Grand Bahama Island, Nassau, and we were supposed to stop at Norwegian's private island, um, but we didn't (laughs) due to weather. Oh, Yeah, and so after that, we decided to start planning our Mediterranean cruise, which... um, did not happen. As I've told you before, we were supposed to go in April of 2020 and it was canceled because of the pandemic. Um, so we have a cruise credit waiting for us to use. So we're planning to do a Baltic cruise with that credit in the future. Fun. So one of the things that I was really worried about when we were looking at a cruise was seasickness because I am prone to motion sickness Um, I did get sick on our last night. We were, the water was very rough. Uh, Like I said, we couldn't go to Norwegian's private island. Um, It was a tender island. So meaning that they took you off of the large cruise ships in smaller boats to get to the island. And the waves were way too rough. And we just kind of ended up sailing up the coast of Florida that day. Um, And it was rough. Like, very rough. So that <laughs> was it rough, Jen? It was very rough. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I didn't feel great that day, but otherwise I felt good the other days. Uh, what about you, Megan? Did you get seasick? I am also prone to uh, motion sickness and I knew that sort of going into it. And I come from a 
Long line of fishermen, and not all of them have seasickness, but some did when they start, so they had lots of ideas. So I actually wore a bracelet the whole time that had a pressure point on it. Um, It was like a little ball, and it was a flexible uh, band. So that actually pressed in the right part. I looked online where to put it. It actually helped me the whole time. I don't think, um, I sort of one evening in bed, I think I got a little seasick with the motion. And I think I might've taken medication one evening, but otherwise the the pressure point bracelet really did save me. And I would definitely recommend it. Maybe that's old school now here in 2020. I have no idea, but it worked for me. Yeah. I've heard of those before. Um, I've also heard of like the patches that people put behind their ears and besides medication. So I'll definitely pick something up for my next cruise. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have it along, even if you don't need it. Exactly. Yeah. Better safe than sorry in that case. For sure. Um, So When you're planning a cruise, one of the things that I was really overwhelmed with was trying to choose a cruise line because there are a lot when you start looking at them. So one one of my pieces of advice is to talk to a travel agent. Um, They know the pros and cons of each cruise line. So basically I told my travel agent, hey, like I'm going with my parents. These are some of the things we want to do. This is our budget. And she recommended Norwegian to us and we had a really, really good time. And that's who we were booking our ill-fated Mediterranean cruise with as well. Right. Right. And like I said earlier, we were on Carnival. Um, It was a really nice ship and we had no issues. So I think the Carnival Valor is something I would definitely recommend. I mean, I know experiences can be different for everyone, but we had a really great time. I think it depends on what you're looking for and what you, what your expectations are. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, just talking to a travel agent or maybe somebody else um, who knows cruising. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was I know you booked a balcony cabin. We were in an inside cabin, but my mom and stepdad were on a balcony cabin right across the hall from us. Oh, nice. So I got to see kind of the difference between the two on our cruise, and my mom's uh, balcony cabin was definitely bigger than our. Uh, inside cabin, the inside cabins are tiny um, <laughs> and you're inside. So there is no window. There is no way for you to look out at all. It's kind of nice for sleeping. It is very dark in there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. We definitely, we, the only one I've been on, we did have a balcony. And, and like I said earlier, I loved it. I loved yeah. reading out there and watching the ocean go by. And also when we go into ports, seeing them each time. So, I mean, I would, unless you don't like the motion of the ocean, I guess, <laughs> and seeing it, I guess, I would yeah. maybe not recommend it, but I, I think there are a lot of pluses. To, it, it, it's, I think, obviously a little bit more of a cost as well. Yes. Yeah. But if you can, I would, I would go with the balcony cabin. Yeah. I think where we did a three night cruise that the inside cabin was completely fine. I would probably choose a balcony if you can afford it for, um, the for a longer cruise, but we really weren't in our room that much either. So I guess it depends on what's important to you and how much time you think you'll spend in your room, because I can see how having a private balcony just for you could be really, really nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, So what about excursions? I think a lot of people think about that going into different ports and whatnot. And I think there's a couple of options. So booking through the cruise line, versus booking your own once you get ashore. So what did you do, Jen? So on our cruise to the Bahamas, we booked through the cruise line. I was nervous about booking through third parties. 
Um, being that it was my first cruise, it was really nice to book it through the cruise line and um, kind of have it be all in one package. So like you paid for the excursions through the cruise line. Now, was that through your travel agent or, or through the, how did you exactly do it? I called Norwegian myself to book them. I could have gotten my travel agent to do it, but honestly, every time I've called Norwegian, they've been amazing and um, really helpful. And like, I never waited on hold for hours either, but, um, they had a list online, like, uh, broken down per uh, port and we chose, and then I just called and booked them. And um, we actually didn't pay for them until we were like the last night on our cruise when we went to like settle up our tab, which was really good because we had booked an excursion at the private island, which we didn't end up going to. So they actually didn't charge us for that. And they gave us a credit um, that ended up going towards our excursions that we did have. So I think the downside of booking through third parties is checking their cancellation policies, because if you don't make it into that port due to weather, you could be out that money. And also I know with our Mediterranean cruise, we hadn't booked any third parties, but I read about people who did and they did not get their money back because the pandemic canceled their cruise. So just keep that in mind. It might be cheaper, but it might cost you in the long run. You don't know. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, playing it safe sometimes um, is the good way to go. If you, if it's reputable, it's through the actual cruise line. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if it's through, if you book an excursion through the cruise line, you are guaranteed that the cruise ship will not leave without you. If you get stuck in traffic and you're with an official cruise line excursion, the ship will wait for you. They will not wait for you if you are on a third party I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they will not wait for you. Oh, that's my biggest. Oh, I would. Yeah, oh, I know. Terror. I was like, nope, I'm not being left behind. Oh, that is like sure. that would be a huge fear for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, for us, like I said, mine was a bit longer ago. I had to actually call my mom and like try to <laughs> suss things out with her, and she can't remember half the place she's been in the world. So we're not a good team in that regard. <laughs> Peter normally remembers everything, but he wasn't with me. So I had to rely on myself. Um, So I know that we did a beach trip. I'm pretty sure that was in Cozumel. So we didn't necessarily do an excursion, but there was a great beach right there when you got off the boat. So I think we sort of relaxed. I know we also did shopping in Grand Cayman. And on Isla de Roatan, we actually did a cab tour around the whole island. I can't remember when it, where it was arranged. I do think it was on shore. We also, also stopped and maybe I wouldn't do this today. Um, but back in 2011, we stopped at like a spot with the world's most adorable monkeys (laughs) and they were tiny and they would like crawl all over you in such a, in a good way. Um, and I loved it very much. So that was a huge highlight for me. Again, I'm not sure I would do that now, but it was enjoyable, but yeah, I think, you know, booking through reputable companies or or the cruise line, I mean, I think is, is a good way to go. And also keep in mind, you don't need to do an excursion at every port. It's not necessary. If you don't want to spend the extra money, usually where boats come in, there's stuff going on, things you can do. Like I said, we went to the beach in Cozumel, so you don't have to do that. So keep that in mind too. Not every stop has to be jam-packed. Yeah. With our um, Mediterranean cruise that we had planned, we were supposed to stop, I think in 10 ports. And I think we had an excursion booked in six of them. And in the other ones, we were just planning on doing our own thing, especially in a European, um, 
stop, you're usually like right in the middle basically of a city. So everything is usually pretty walkable there, depending on what you want to do. If you want to just walk to a museum or walk around the city, it's usually pretty accessible that way. For sure. So I think, you know, uh, looking at your blog post and, and some things online, I think the next piece is some really good tips on things you should pack that you might not think of. So what did you come up with here? Because I think it's this is a something for people to really keep in mind. Yes. So the walls in your room are metal. So we brought magnets. So um, actually we would get papers. You get a paper every day stating what's going on on the cruise ship that day, what kind of like activities and shows. So you can stick that on your wall and then it's right there. And we also would get our excursion documents. So I would stick those on the wall so you knew where everything was. Um, So magnets for sticking stuff on the wall was really great. A water bottle, we would fill up our water bottle on the ship and then we could carry that into port. You didn't have to worry about finding water. Um, a sweater, even in the Caribbean, <laughs> is necessary. Like the cruise ships are air conditioned. So I found it chilly. I wore pants and a sweater most evenings, I think, on the cruise ship. Oh, yeah. Even when we go to resorts in the Caribbean, yeah. I still take sweaters because in the evening it seems cool. I know. No, it's really not. So you're like, oh, I've got to chill. It's so sad, but it's true. Then the day we got off the cruise in Miami, it was probably like 14 or 15 degrees. And the people working at the cruise port in Miami were in like Canada goose jackets and a toque. I'm like, it's 15. But when you're used to 30, 15 right. freezing. True. <laughs> so other things you should bring. Um, a lanyard. If you want to wear your key card on a lanyard, they usually don't supply those anymore, I don't think. So you'd have to bring your own. Some uh, cruise lines will hole punch it for you and some won't. So if you buy the lanyard with a little plastic pouch, you're safe. Um, the one thing I did not bring was like a small purse for walking around the ship. So I had like my big purse that I used as like a day bag to bring around, um, the ports. But when you're just walking around the ship and you just want like your phone and your key card, all I had was my giant bag, which was really (laughs) annoying. So don't be like me. A pop-up laundry hamper is really nice. Never would have thought of that. Yeah. We started doing that and it is, um, they're really nice to have just kind of throw your dirty stuff in. And don't bring too much because the rooms are small. I mean, it's I can't do it, but it's I great. know it's good advice. I'm just really bad at following it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there are some things you don't need to bring really, and I think this is a, a big key too. And it's cash for tipping because it's automatically added. Um, and and I think too, you can't use cash anywhere on board anymore anyway. Everything is really automatic. So we'll talk about that later and something sort of you need to keep in mind because of that. Yeah. I think other things that you should be aware of not to bring to you is a lot of ships have a, a rule about alcohol if you can and can't bring it. Most of them is you cannot bring your own alcohol on board and they'll probably check your luggage. So find out the rules. <laughs> Do some research in advance if it matters. Yes. So I wanted to go through what to expect on embarkation day because I had no idea what we were showing up for. Me either. It's just nice to have someone walk you through what's going to happen. So Megan, we both went through the port of Miami. So I assume we went through like a similar situation, even though it was like eight years apart. Yeah. But we took an Uber to the cruise port. 
we pulled up outside. Someone from the cruise line took our luggage, like our big, um, like checked luggage, like you would take on an airplane. Um, it, we had tagged it. So our cruise line had emailed us uh, tags that we had to print it at home and put on the luggage. Um, and then they took it away and you don't see it again for a long time. Um, once they do that, you take your carry-ons, you go through a screening process, which is really similar to the airport. And, uh, we had to fill out a health questionnaire to make sure that we weren't having symptoms. Most of them were like gastro symptoms. <laughs> not COVID. Because that goes through an air, uh, not an airport, but a <laughs> cruise line. Don't want that to happen. And you also can't be over 24 weeks pregnant when you're going on a cruise ship. So. I'm sure now they ask you all kinds of stuff about COVID symptoms. Can't imagine. Take your temperature and whatever it's going to be. But there's going to be some sort of health screening that happens. Uh, So after that, they took our photos and gave us our room keys. Um, So your photo is attached to your room key. So when they scan it, they can see your face so that you don't trade it with a local in a port, I guess. That's probably what it's for. So you'll need the key card to get into your room, but you also use it to pay for stuff on the cruise and you need it to get back on the ship after you've been in port. So they check your ID that way. I'd have to assume the photo too is so that people aren't using your card to buy things on the ship that they shouldn't use. Probably. That's a good. I mean, your reasoning is a little dark. I know. (laughs) I'm like... So you don't smuggle locals onto the cruise ship. No. Okay. I never would have thought of that. I was thinking, oh, so people can't buy booze under your name, but sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, either one of those things we don't want to happen. So. <laughs> either or. Either or. Uh, once we got on the ship, we explored a little bit. We got some chairs by the pool and the buffet was open for lunch. Like I said, you checked your luggage. They took it away from you and you don't see it for a long time. So anything you might want, put in your carry-on. We had thrown our bathing suits um, in the carry-on so that we could sit by the pool. And yeah, that was basically it. Our room was not ready, I think, for three hours after we got on board. Um, I think we got on board right around noon or maybe 1130, and our room was ready around three. Yeah, that sounds pretty familiar. And I think overall, like through the whole process, you have to be patient. I'm so not a patient person. Um, but there's no other choice essentially. Um, it's definitely hurry up and wait. Um, and oftentimes you just want to, of course, get on your vacation, get everything started. But on a cruise, it takes a bit to sort of load all the people move into sort of a whole different world. Um, and it might even take longer than you expect, but really everything generally does work out and work smoothly. They've done this before. Yes. I think we we had a check-in time that we had, so I, they try to, like, stagger. I will tell you a very funny story. It's uh, probably one of the only times something went, like, very right on my trip. Um, but we Do were walking. I know. We were walking up the stairs. It was the four of us, so me and my husband, my mom, and my stepdad. We were walking up the stairs, and one of the cruise line um, workers said, oh, this person's going to escort you. And we were like, Okay. So they escorted us through the line, cut us basically at the front, and then realized that we were the wrong family that they were supposed to escort to the front of the line. Oh my goodness. So they were like, oh, you're not heaven. And I'm like, no, that's not my name. And they're like, um, just, yeah, stay here. And we're like, 
okay. So then like five minutes later, we see them coming with the actual family that they were supposed to escort. Um, We got really lucky and didn't have to stand in line for very long. So, well, there you go. I mean, sometimes there's happy mistakes. Sometimes there are happy mistakes. This time wasn't one of my, and we got there and it was closed stories. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I'm sure our listeners will be relieved that something good happened to you. Something good does go. What goes happen to me (laughs) once in a while. Awesome. Well, here are some other tips just to think about while on board, especially if you've never been on a cruise before. Um, meals are included, but drinks are not. Um, did it? Did you book an all-inclusive cruise? We did book an all-inclusive cruise. So hmm. Norwegian Cruise Line offers a few, mostly three-day to the Bahamas cruises that are free open bar, which is great. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really, really nice. I can see how it would get expensive to always be buying drinks. So most um, aren't. So yeah. yeah. And I think most places you or most cruise lines, you can buy like a drink package, Package. um, but that can definitely add up. So you kind of have to see if it's worth it. If if you're going to drink enough to make that worth it. Um, But yeah, there are free open bar, all-inclusive cruises. If you look for them, um, yeah, definitely. And not all restaurants are included either. Some are extra charge. I did some reading and people do recommend mm-hmm. going forward with them if you can afford it and if it's something you want to do to treat yourself because apparently the, the food is amazing. Although it's amazing anyway, that from my experience, yeah. but people do recommend sort of spending that little bit of extra money. Did you do that? We, we didn't. I no, can did see how I would maybe want to do it on a longer cruise, uh, but like a three-day cruise, it was like, we did, we weren't on there long enough to get bored of the right. food, but uh, yeah. Awesome. What else, uh, what other tip are, uh, do you want to include? So going along with food, don't of get course. too attached to the menus because they change, which I had no idea when we went back the second night to the same restaurant, it was different. I was like, what is going on? Um, but yes, the buffets change, the menus change. Sometimes they have different themes, um, especially at the buffets. And you can order two desserts if you want to. It's I love a- that so much. It made me made my heart very, very happy. And the one thing I did note is that we were able to, even though the menu changed to have chocolate lava cake every meal. When I say every meal, I mean it. Um, and I loved it so much. And the one thing that didn't change for us was our our servers uh, every evening, we went back to the same restaurant. They were the same. And so you do build up a really nice rapport um, if you go to the same spot. So that was nice. But the chocolate lava cake was to die for. On Norwegian, they have what they call freestyle dining. So you don't have to like book a dining time or anything like that. So you just show up at whatever restaurant you want at whatever time. So our um, serving staff changed. Gotcha. I know with like um, Disney Cruise Line, you get assigned a serving staff and they go with you. They, they go with you to different restaurants. Oh, so wow. yeah, it's so crazy. But so each cruise line's a little bit different in how they yep. handle um, dining. Yeah, definitely. Read. Yep. Um, everything you need to pay for is charged to your room. We sort of alluded to that earlier. There's no cash. Keep it in mind. I know for me, I logged onto the internet, I think with my phone or it was on a computer on board. Again, don't remember. I bought a lot of fancy coffees and a few trinkets. And in the end, my bill was higher than expected because you really forget. It's like paying for everything with a debit card where you don't have to go in and pay for the charges. You're kind of like, ooh, 
let's just get yeah. this. Swipe, swipe, swipe. <laughs> like, oh, what exactly. happened? <laughs> Right. What the heck? So I do suggest maybe checking your tab as you go through the week, especially Mm -hmm. if you don't have a drinks plan, just to ensure that you aren't overspending. Essentially do the math and keep track of things. Yeah. And like we said, you don't get your luggage right away. It's going to be probably four or five hours before you see that luggage again. Um, So pack your carry-on with things you might need. It's definitely important medications. Like I said, my bathing suit, um, the water bottles, like anything you don't want to be without for most of that first day, just pack it in your carry-on to be safe. Definitely. Um, And along the same lines, don't forget your essential pharmacy items just in general. So much like resorts down south, if you've been to buy them on board, it's going to cost you a lot of money. They've got you. You have no other choice. <laughs> so make sure you bring what you need to bring, including sunscreen, et cetera. And also, if you need something to prevent seasickness again, bring all of those things with you. It's just going to save you some money in the end, even if you don't end up using them. For sure. Um, if you're doing the Caribbean and you want a deck chair, you probably need to get there early. They can be hard to come by and bring towel clips or else your towel will blow away in the breeze. Yes, it is the ocean after all. Yeah. The mini fridge items aren't like in resorts. They're like a hotel. So at a resort, you can take each item every single day and it's not going to cost you extra. But on a cruise, it's going to cost you. So you really should avoid taking those higher cost items if you don't need to. Wait for the buffet if you can to get a drink. Hopefully you have a water bottle filled up. Whatever the case might be try to avoid those higher cost items. Mm-hmm. We actually asked our room attendant to take those out of our mini fridge and not Ooh. restock them uh, so that we could use the mini fridge for things that we wanted to use it for. Um, so yeah, that's an option too. If you don't want the temptation of the right. expensive things, usually they'll just take them out and it's good. That's a good idea. Uh-huh. We're getting smarter and smarter. And like we said, you got to love the person that you're in a room with because the room is usually on the smaller side unless you uh, really splurge on the big presidential suites. It can be cramped. So yeah, if you get a balcony, I think it'll feel much bigger. You'll be able to look out into the world. Yep, definitely. Awesome. So hopefully those tips can sort of help you, especially if you're getting ready to go on a first time cruise. Now we thought we would um, talk about some fun facts. We love a good fun fact here at the Travel Mug Podcast. Mm. Um, These are pretty interesting. So the largest cruise ship is twice the size of the Washington Monument. And I had to Google it. It is 169 meters tall, which is approximately 555 feet. So that's pretty insane. That is insane. Holy crap. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I, I mean, you could walk around that once and your Fitbit would be like, sit down. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> You're good for the day. <laughs> um, most cruise ships don't have a deck 13 or they don't call it deck 13 due to passenger superstition. Yes. That, I think that goes for a lot of things like yeah. elevators, et cetera. So yeah. I think for floors and buildings. So cruise ships keep up along with that one. Um, (laughs) It was cruising, the fastest growing sector of the leisure travel market. I know here in Halifax, and we talked about this in our Mm -hmm. podcast previously about Halifax, about how each year the cruise ship industry, even here and how many ships and people were coming, was only getting bigger every year. So I 100% believe this. And I really do hope, you know, a lot of people love it. So I really do hope that it can get back to at least, you know, three quarters of what it was before and then continue to grow from there. 
And the average cruise ship sails the equivalent of three times around the world each year. That's, That's insane. A lot. I know. I know. They're moving around a lot. <laughs> I know. This year, the ships were like, ah, a break. A break. <laughs> Um, there is a cruise ship called The World. It offers 165 people permanent residence and sails the world. Would you like ever do that? I would assume this is probably for rich or retired people. I'm thinking it is, but it does sound amazing. I mean, I mean yeah. Not forever? But no, for not forever. Year. But it would be really cool. I think. It would be. So food facts about cruise ships. A single cruise ship can use up to 5,000 eggs, 2,000 steaks, and 1,000 baked potatoes in one day. That is crazy. I know. (laughs) Holy moly. That's some eating going on. There's a lot of eating going on in cruise ships. That is true. (laughs) The food was really good. I have to say, the food was fantastic. Yeah, it was for us too. So that's why they're they're using so many ingredients. Yeah. So there's the Ultimate World Cruise by Viking Cruise Lines, and it offers guests the option to go on a 59-country, 245-day cruise. Now, of course, it's going to cost you, as one can imagine, and I Googled, and the price was around $100,000, but if you've got it, you're going to spend it. You can't take it with you. So this sounds like a pretty good option. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. 59 countries is a lot. It is. You need to see a lot of stuff. It would in 245 days. That's that's some good a vacation allotment. Yeah, I'm thinking it's all <laughs> retired people as well. Yes. yes, indeed. Yes. And our final fun fact: there is a cruise called the Meow Meow Cruise, which is specifically for cat lovers. It's seven nights. It's on Carnival, and it's real. We looked it up. Yep. There's sailing options for 2021, people. If you want to go hang out with other cat lovers, there is no cats on the cruise. I will tell you. Sadly, (laughs) it's it's just other... shame. (laughs) Oh, I was like, where are the cats? No, it's just (laughs) other cat lovers. And they do like cat trivia and there's swag. And yeah, I mean, it's super cool. I think it's cool, but I'd also be interested to like take a big gander at the clientele. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, probably, I mean, probably not people uh, us our age. I, I, I love, I love me a cat, but that's a that's a bit far. <laughs> Whatevs, whatever you're into, Whatever's live your life exactly. So let's talk about cruising in 2021. Because, let's do it. Uh, cruise ships have not been sailing since probably about March, I think. Um, yeah, I think a couple went a few, bit longer than they should have. Yes, that's true. I'm sure. We've all read the horror stories of the people quarantined on the cruise ships, and it's. Anyway. I forgot about that. Yeah, I bet let's, let's not go there. Let's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's block that out. Um, the CDC recently lifted the no sail order that was preventing cruise ships from sailing, and they put guidelines into place so that cruise ships can go ahead, hopefully safely, without oh breaks. And of course, we've been hearing some positive vaccine news here the last couple of weeks. So I think people are getting excited and hopefully ready to book a trip or cruise. Um, Keep an eye on things. (laughs) Things are going to change. Hopefully it doesn't get shut down again, but it's um, definitely a possibility. So do your research before you decide to spend your money on a cruise. Definitely. I know that Norwegian has stated that they have updated the ventilation systems in all of the rooms, including the state rooms. 
they will be operating at a reduced capacity so that you can uh, social distance easier. You'll have to wear masks inside in common areas, not in your room. Um, and there's going to be more cleaning and stricter screening of, uh, of your health before you board the ship and, and all of the crews as well. So that hopefully everybody that comes on the cruise is well. Yeah. They don't want to, you don't want to ship with a, like a COVID wing. No. You just want everybody to be safe. Yes. So what are you thinking in terms of a cruise for 2021? Yeah. I know you have a credit. So we do have a credit. Thought? So we have to book our cruise by March, 2021, and we have to sail by the end of December, 2022. Uh, so I'm definitely thinking we'll be using it in mid to late 2022. I definitely want to use it before it expires. It is a good chunk of money. It's about $4,200. So I don't want to let that go. It's best. So I'm using it. We are planning to use a Baltic, to use it on a Baltic cruise, like I've said. So uh, we've been looking at kind of like a seven day out of Copenhagen and um, there's a bunch of different ones. So we're trying to decide, kind of narrow them down. But I think we're going to use, uh, going to do a balcony room this time because I feel like you deserve it. You know what? If something happens and I get quarantined on that cruise ship, I need a freaking balcony. <laughs> I think that's a really sad but good plan. I mean, I just don't think I'll make it in an inside room. You're going to have to lock me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like a nightmare. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't even think about it. So... As for me, honestly, cruising wasn't really for me in general. Um, so many people love it and I do understand it. Um, but I just enjoy the freedom of being able to roam the land, I guess. Um, I enjoyed my experience, but really if I had a choice, I'm probably going to pick some other type of vacation. I do think a cruise I would do in the future would be like Viking river cruise mm -hmm. where you're, it's a smaller ship. You're close to land. I don't, not that I mind being out to sea cause I don't, but I, I think that would just sort of be more of seeing things along mm -hmm. the way. Like that seems like it probably would be more for me, but mm -hmm. I don't see myself cruising anytime soon. And Peter doesn't really have the desire to, but I mean, I certainly hope people who love it. And of course, people who have credits really do get to use them and enjoy themselves. Yeah. I think you have to think of a cruise as like a sampler platter. Yes. You stop in all these poo -poo platter for like a day and then you're going to leave. So you can't do everything, of course, no. in a city in a day. So for us, it was nice to just kind of like experience somewhere and then see if it's something that we'd like to go back to in the future. Um, and it's a good way to see a lot of places in a yeah. short amount of time where, where when you do like a road trip, you're like constantly packing and unpacking like a hotel rooms and on a cruise ship, you don't have to do that. So that makes sense. I think a cruise ship is probably good for maybe older people. Um, or people who don't want to do all the work of planning because yep. the cruise ships really do most of the work for you. Like, and that's fair. Like, yeah. I mean, if that's your thing and vacations should be about relaxing and whatever that means to you, yeah. giddy up. Exactly. So that's it. Uh, that's all we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe a cruise is in your future, or maybe this episode helped convince you that you do not want to cruise. 
whatevs, whatever that means. Yeah. We don't, it's, it's all good. Yeah. No judging, no judgment zone. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the travel mug podcast. And as always, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple podcasts and share the show with a friend. We'll chat again sometime soon. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.